I'm Phil Coulter. I'm a songwriter, a recording artist, orchestrator, conductor, piano player. I'm a 55-year veteran in the music industry, and I'm also possibly the biggest fan of the RNLI in the music industry. Well, my first uh, connection with the RNLI uh, came about through a, a pretty tragic event in, in, uh, in my family when my elder brother, Brian, uh, was drowned while windsurfing in Loch Swilly in County Donegal. That was in the year of 1984. It was in the winter, uh, so there were no pleasure craft in the, in the, in the area, no boats in the water. As often happens on that stretch of water, the winds changed, and uh, well, to cut a long story short, he was uh, he was he was blown out out of the bay and was drowned. Now the bay is not is not a huge area of water; it's a very very treacherous stretch of water. But the bottom line is, had there been a lifeboat in place, my brother would still be alive today. So. In common with uh, some of his friends and some of my friends, we started to lobby the RNLI to get a boat on station in Loch Swilly in Donegal. I did some concerts to get the start-up funds, etc., and to raise some awareness about the uh, about the RNLI in the area. And indeed, it was a it was a very proud day for all of us when, in uh, 1987, the first inshore boat was uh, was launched in Loch Swilly. That was a very significant day for me because that was really, that sort of solidified my my connection with and my respect for the RNLI. On the launch day, I'd never experienced anything quite like that before. And when I heard the uh, the uh, the crowd there, led by a, a multi-denominational team of, uh, of, of priests and, uh, and vicars and whatever, uh, when I heard, um, for those in peril on the sea, to this day, when I hear that, that, that piece of music, I get goosebumps. In the intervening year or so, I thought, well, apart from raising funds for the, uh, for, the, for, the, uh, for the boathouse, what I could do is raise a bit of an awareness. So I came up with the idea of writing uh, a song, and that became uh, Home from the Sea. And I finally got around to recording that in uh, 1989 with... Um, with one of our leading balladeers, as we call them here, one of our leading folk singers, Liam Clancy, one of the famous Clancy brothers. On a cold winter's night, with the storm at its height, the lifeboat answered the call. They pitched and they tossed, till we thought they were lost, as we watched from the harbour wall. And the song... It's a song I'm immensely proud of because, well, just the other day I was talking to a friend of mine in, in Waterford and he was saying that uh, a new boat had been launched, I think it was in Dunmore East, and as is the pattern in a lot of the life, lifeboat launches of, of a new vessel, the choir or the audience in attendance will sing Home from the Sea. It's been adopted as a kind of an anthem and that makes me very proud. Carry us home, home, home from the sea. Of mercy and so our plea and carry us all home, home 
To write the song, now I, I've made it my business to be a bit more aware of uh, of the operations of of, uh, of the RNLI and of the volunteers who man the boats, and the fact that when that buzzer goes off or when these days when they get the alert on their phones or whatever, um, even in the darkest of nights, even in the wildest and highest of seas, these are folks, men and women who head off into a dark night, waves the size of three-storey buildings, um, never knowing if they're going to come back. I mean, there is there is a misguided notion that lifeboats are unsinkable. Uh, well, I, mostly they are, but they're, the, 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 the history of the RNLI have got plenty of sad stories of, of, of crew being lost. So to me, they were very selfless people. And to be honest, I, when I'm in the company of... of uh, of lifeboat volunteers, I feel very humble because I think they are pretty much unsung heroes. They're just normal Joes, and and uh, when they set sail at night, leaving their their wives and loved ones behind. To me, that's that's a that's a big gesture. Anyway, getting back to the song, I just visualised an emergency call. I imagined it just on a little coastal town in in Ireland, um, and the call going out. And back in the town. And back in the town on a street that runs down to the sea and the harbour wall. They had gathered in pairs at the foot of the stairs to wait for the radio call. And just before dawn, when all hope was gone, came a hush and a faraway sound. And a faraway sound. It was the coxswain he roared all survivors on board, thank God, and we're homeward bound. To record it, I came up with the idea of putting together a chorus of lifeboat men and women. And so, on the actual recording day, Liam Clancy was the featured vocalist, but I had one volunteer from every lifeboat station around the coast of Ireland. I remember distinctly a volunteer coming in from uh, from the Aran Islands, a big giant of a man, and he had his, his overnight belongings in a, in like like a, a supermarket a plastic bag, and he came in, and he was just exactly the sort of big muscled uh, man that you'd want to see reaching out of a lifeboat to pull you to pull you on board if you were if you were uh, drowning at sea, but here he was now out of his comfort zone in this recording studio and he's he's nervous, he's shy, he's unsure, he doesn't know where to go, he doesn't know what to do, he doesn't know who to speak to. He comes in the door and he just stands there. I still have that picture in my mind, this this big hero and he's standing there just completely, completely out of his comfort zone, as I said. So the other guys, of course, rallied around and uh, I, I see, I had, I had assumed that the, of course these guys are going to know each other. They're all lifeboat men. But but when I sat down and thought about it, well, how would the man from the Aran Islands be familiar with somebody from from 
from the east coast or from Dunmore East or from 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 any of the other from the other posts because I mean they're all in the same organisation they're all motivated by the same things but they're all geographically all from different places but yet they had this great solidarity this great bond and um, we rehearsed them and drilled them in the studio with Liam Clancy right in the midst of them all and. We recorded the the, uh, the song with the, with the lifeboat chorus doing the joining in the home 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 from the sea. The high point, however, was when it was all finished. Normally, as a producer, I would say, "Okay, gentlemen, that's a wrap." This time, I said, "Okay, gentlemen, everybody to the Dockers." The Dockers pub was three doors up from the studio. So what ensued was uh, the most glorious couple of hours of. Lifeboat volunteers getting to know each other. Oh, they've got so much in common, but from different parts and different backgrounds, different different geographical um, setups in, in in the country, and they're all drinking pints of Guinness, telling stories, singing songs, and and just laughing. So it was a glorious it was a glorious uh, coming together of uh, all of that great spirit of 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 the RNLA. The RNLA consists of ordinary men and women who, when there are folks in peril on the sea, will voluntarily climb into a lifeboat, set sail into a dark, raging sea and put their own lives in danger for free. They're volunteers. That, in this day and age, is truly exceptional. To carry Hello, this is Louise Minchin. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices Collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Two Hundred Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited. <laughs>